no matter what. There is a wisdom inside you which may seem absurd, but you have to trust it. Welcome. I'm your host, Kyle Susans, and you're listening to Think More. I had a sort of strange experience the other day. Um, I had been learning about the flow state and sort of preparing for this episode. And I got home from work, went out to the patio to smoke a joint as I often do. Um, I hadn't smoked at any point during the day. Some days I do, some days I don't. This is a day where I hadn't. And so I smoked a joint and came back inside and it was like my body just went on autopilot. Like I immediately went, dumped the water out of my cup, was getting ice and I was just going to put some tea in my cup, something that I do very, very often. And it was like, I didn't have to do anything because my body knew exactly what it was doing. And so I was able to observe from a sort of higher perspective. And I was literally just laughing to myself because the experience was just so weird. This is very desired. I've heard this talked about by a lot of people, motivational speakers. I've even heard my boss at work tell me that when he gets really painting, he just starts flowing. You know, the flow state is something that I think a lot of people have tapped into, but maybe don't even really understand what exactly they're tapping into. Alan Watts puts it really, really well in this segment. This is called Achieve the State of Flow Right Now by Alan Watts. Please enjoy. The art of washing dishes is that you only have to wash one at a time. If you're doing it day after day, you have in your mind's eye an enormous stack of filthy dishes which you have washed up in years past and an enormous stack of filthy dishes which you will wash up in years future. But if you bring in your mind to the state of reality, which is, as I've pointed out to you, only now, this is where we are. There is only now. You only have to wash one dish. It's the only dish you'll ever have to wash, this one. You ignore all the rest, because in reality, there is no past and there is no future. There is just now. So you wash this one. And instead of thinking, have I got it really clean, as my mother taught me with an angry voice, that I had to get every little scrap off it, you know, and she got, ah, got angry at you. Instead, you turn the cleaning movement into a dance. Like this. And you dig that. And you swing that plate around. And you let the rinsing water go over it. And you put it off in the rack. Crazy. See? Take the next one. And you get this rhythm going. See? And you, you're not under compulsion all the time. You know, when I was a little boy and went to school in England, I had to learn the piano. They called it playing the piano. But actually, they said, you must play. We had in England compulsory games. They used to post notices on the bulletin board in the school where I went to, which said, uh, this afternoon, everyone will go for a run. And if you didn't go for a run, 
and you, it was found out that you hadn't, you were flogged. So everybody hated going for a run because they were under compulsion to play. Everybody must play. It's like the whole game of life we're all involved in. It's only a game, but everybody has got to belong. So we went running. I remember one day I was out on a run and I was trying to enjoy myself because I was running on the balls of my feet, dancing along. And a fellow came up behind me who was running on his heels. He was jogging. And he was going clump, 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 clump. And I said to him, what's the matter with you? You're running on your heels. And you're jarring your whole body all the way through. Okay, but he stuck to it and he became the champion long distance runner of the school. But he didn't enjoy it, it was work. And all he enjoyed was the suffering that he endured that made him feel that he had really contributed to the human race because he suffered so much. He identified his existence and his worth with his suffering. Now, really great runners dance when they run. They don't necessarily, necessarily follow a straight course. They may weave. And in the same way, if you happen to witness in the year 1970, the World Cup Championship in soccer, you would have seen that the winning team from Brazil played soccer in the most extraordinary way. They played it like basketball. They played it dancing. The way we learned soccer in school when I was a boy was very, very formal and orderly, and we didn't really enjoy it. But these fellows were bouncing balls off their shoulders, off every muscle, and uh, they, they had ex astonishing teamwork. But at the same time, were dancing the game, and the sports writer in the London Times said that they danced their way to victory. So the point is, therefore, that you can do everything you have to do in this spirit. Don't make a distinction between work and play. Regard everything that you're doing as play, and don't imagine for one minute that you've got to be serious about it. Let's take, for example, the rest of the world, other than ourselves. Think for a moment. What are vegetables doing? Let's, uh, for example, consider this. And what's it all about? I mean, it serves us human beings by being decorative, but what is it from its own point of view? See, because here is this stalk, and all these leaves come out, ka-ching, 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 all the way to the then it whoops, it goes into this. And then it goes into flowers in the end, you see, and they go, kitty, 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 all around. <laughs> but I look at the thing, and it's like a symphony. It's just like Bach doing a fugue with all the different movements going and that's what it's about what do you say uh, 
it's using up air, it's using up energy, it's uh, really not doing anything except being ornamental. And yet here's the whole vegetable world. Not only cactus plants like this, but all trees, roses, tulips, and uh, edible vegetables, cabbages, celery, lettuce, they're all doing this dance. And what is it all about? Why do they do it? Well, we say, one must live. It's necessary to survive. You know, you really must go on. It's your, it's your duty. It's your duty to your children. But you see, the thing I feel is if you bring up your children that way and tell them that they ought to be grateful to you because you're doing your duty towards them, they will learn to bring up their children in the same way and everybody will be depressed. There really is no necessity to go on living. We think, you know, it's part of our Western philosophy, that we think we have a drive to survive, that we must go on living. Because some big daddy said to us, you gotta go on living, see? And you better make it or else. Well, I've already explained to you on this show that there is, the fear of death is completely absurd. Because if you're dead, you've got nothing to worry about. So you'll be all right. So in the same way, you must not, I don't want to use that word, must not. Because I'm not trying to talk to you as an authority, I'm trying to talk to you as somebody who's opening your mind up, a helper, not a father figure. This thing here, this plant, I'm quite sure it doesn't say to itself, you ought to go on living. You've got an instinct to survive, which is something other than yourself and which you have to obey. See, I don't think of my own instincts as drives, which is the proper psychological term for them nowadays. I think of my instincts as myself. I don't say, excuse me, but I have an unfortunate desire to reproduce myself, and therefore I'm sexy and uh, would you please accommodate me? I don't say, excuse me, but I have to eat. And really, it's absolutely necessary that I eat. I say, on the contrary, hooray! I am this desire to make love, and I am this desire to eat. It's not something else that pushes me around, it's me. Well, all right, but it doesn't have to go on. I don't feel uh, so compelled that if it were to stop, well, if it were to stop, if, or if I were to be killed, that would be another scene. That would be a different form of the dance. If I'm in pain, people say, don't scream, don't cry, because screaming or crying is a perfectly natural reaction to pain. When a baby is first born, they cut the umbilical cord and somebody smacks it on the bottom and the baby, yeah! See? That's the first thing in the world. There is in uh, Zen Buddhism a koan which says that when the Buddha was born he suddenly stood up and announced above the heavens and below the heavens 
I alone am the world honored one. Well, everybody would say that was an extremely proud thing to say. So they give this to students of Buddhism as a problem. How could it be that the Buddha, as a little baby, was so proud as to make this pompous statement when he was born? And if you understand the problem correctly, you answer. See? Because that is the perfectly natural response to the painful event of being born into this world. But thereafter, we always say, baby, don't you cry. Shut up. We don't like to hear babies cry. Shut up. And therefore, we stamp out in human beings their natural release from the problem of pain. If you're in pain, cry. And if you can't do that, then pain is your problem. But if you can cry, and if you can let go in that way, pain is no problem. And if uh, you get the shudders at death, the idea of death, the idea of not being here anymore, just get those shudders and dig them. Because the shuddering, isn't it curious? We sometimes say, you remember that song that said, I am not sh 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 shivering cause I'm c c c c c c cold. I am not sh 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 shivering cause I'm c c c c cold. I am not sh 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 shivering cause I'm c c c c cold. I am just sh 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 shivering with delight. You know, we get the shivers of delight. So all these emotions that we have, the emotions of uptightness, dread, shivers, horrors, can be interpreted in other ways. But we interpret them in a negative way so long as we are under the sense that you absolutely must go on living. Now you see, living, like this plant, is something spontaneous. In Chinese, the word for nature is zhiran, which means that which happens of itself, not under any control of an outside boss. And they feel that all the world is happening so of itself. It's spontaneous. And so you stop this spontaneous flowering of nature cold if you tell it you must do it. It's like saying to someone, you must love me. Well, it's ridiculous. If I were to ask my wife, darling, do you really love me? And she says, I'm trying my best to do so. That's not the answer I want. I want her to say, I can't help loving you. I love you so much, I could eat you. And that's what the, the plant feels in growing. It doesn't feel that it must grow not under orders, it's not a military chain of command, it does this spontaneously. So that when you try to command a spontaneous process, you stop it. There is a quote from Carl Jung in which he's talking about our unconscious shadow that we carry with us. Everyone carries a shadow. And the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. If an inferiority is conscious, one always has a chance to correct it.
but if it is repressed and isolated from consciousness, it never gets corrected and is liable to burst forth suddenly in a moment of unawareness. At all counts, it forms an unconscious snag thwarting our most well-meant intentions. Carl Jung really believed in connecting the conscious with the unconscious, which looking at what we've learned today and understanding these ideas, this could be kind of an idea of harmonizing with yourself, coming to harmony with both your conscious and your unconscious and learning to make it work and flow well together. The world is essentially just a whole bunch of vibrations vibrating at us, which we in turn process the vibrations and inside us, we see the experience. So we quite literally, our world is quite literally inside our head, but on the opposite end of it, our head is inside the world. So this is the sort of loop that we've, we find ourselves stuck in. We also put out vibrations your vibration that you put out is something that would rub off on say the clerk at the gas station kind of when your unconscious is in control and and you're not really paying attention to what you're doing are you harmonious and elegant or are you a screeching wreck <laughs> there's a particular quote by alan watts which i think describes the flow state perfectly you have to regard yourself as a cloud because have you ever seen a cloud that was misshapen? Have you ever seen a poorly designed wave? No, they always do the right thing. I've been attempting to achieve that feeling again, although I'm, I'm beginning to think attempting to achieve it might actually be keeping me from achieving it. But uh, I've been yeah, trying to learn and and uh, put myself in different mindsets, especially while I'm at work. Today, especially, I was listening to some uh, podcasts on Taoism. Uh, I, I started listening to a new podcast today called Know Thyself. Uh, it's on Spotify. Really good podcast. And I was just trying to understand that even though work sucks and I'm in that moment right now that it's only temporary and this is just going to be for now while we work on bigger things but even then I was still getting pissed off at work and getting all cranky <laughs> so this this is definitely something that we have to learn to harmonize and control within ourselves we have to learn how to view our emotions from an outside perspective and understand that that our emotions are reacting and we have to make a conscious action. Anyways, this is just a reminder that I am just a student sharing my findings. I am not claiming to be a teacher of any sort. I just enjoy discussions of this kind. If you find anything that you disagree with or wanna have a discussion, feel free to reach out. Uh, the Instagram is thinkmorepod, so you can reach out to me there. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you guys did enjoy, make sure to leave a review on Spotify and uh, recommend this podcast to your friends.